Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Hey, Heidi. Fun to be back chatting with you today. Yeah, glad to be here. So we've had quite a few, a few chats in a row. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a few more, and then we're going to bring some guests back on to the show. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about our guests. We've got, I'll be super honest, we've got a couple heavy topics to talk through, Mm -hmm. but some pretty relevant ones based on what's going on in society. And then we've got a couple that are a little more lighthearted. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Looking forward to them. I know we went, when we first started the show, we went quite a long time before we had any guests. I don't remember exactly, but... It'd be interesting. We'll have to look back. Yeah. Yeah. I had someone tell me that while we were on break over the summer, they went and listened to all of the old episodes. And it was just funny because they were referencing things that we would say or talk about. And I was like, I don't remember that. That is a lot of the <laughs> H&H Hour podcast. I know. I know. But <laughs> They probably got tired of hearing our voice. I would have. I would have gotten tired of hearing our voices. Yeah, probably. But that's all right. So how has your week been? It's been good. We did a quick last-minute little trip to Chicago. We got to tag along with Kip. He had a quick work trip. And so the kids and I decided to tag along, which is part of the beauty of home education. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did. Yeah, we just took some school books with us and did school in the hotel. So and fun. Yeah, it was good. Good change of pace. And But, you know, I think I was just reminded I really am grateful for my place mm-hmm. and our space and um, – you know, I'm just super content where God's got us. And so that's a good feeling to enjoy getting to go and to experience other places and other, you know, cultures and food and all of that, but then to come home and to just be content here. So yeah, with what you have, that's so it's good. A good. It's a good feeling. Can you tell yeah. the story about Crosley? I, I loved that story so much running down the hallway. <laughs> so we're in, you know how when you're in a hotel, there's like this huge... Um, open corridor where you can see down into the breakfast area and he we had had a really late night the night before because the boys were at the Cubs game and so by the time they got back to the hotel and got into bed they probably weren't asleep until 10 30 or so which is very late for my kids you know we're kind of I'm kind of strict about bedtimes and because I just know how happy they are when they're rested right and healthy and all that jazz but nonetheless um so the next day, we all woke up, and Kip was off to work really early, and my kids were just a little bit grumpy mm-hmm. and a little bit whiny, not themselves, mm-hmm. you know, everything tired. was kind of like, oh, you know, very tired. And so we grabbed lunch, and I said, guys, I think we're going to go back to the hotel and just rest for a little bit and take a little bit of a nap, and nobody gave me pushback. Everybody was <laughs> like, yes. Okay. So we go to the hotel, and all three of them are sound asleep within like four minutes. That's awesome. In a hotel room. I'm like, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So we all take these two-hour naps, and then we get up, and I'm like, okay, let's go get a snack, and let's go to the pool. So we're getting ready to go down to the pool, and my son, Crosley, who's eight, takes off running, and he shouts, I feel so alive! (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, yes, that is how you feel when you are rested. I love it so much, because I can totally relate to that. Like, I'm in a hotel. I'm going to do something fun. I just yeah. woke up and I feel so revived and I get yeah. to have a snack. <laughs> yes. like I would. I wish that I could run down a hotel 
hall shouting that. I actually, yeah, I had this thought, like, I would totally do that. Uh-huh. If, if you were a grown woman. Yeah. If, like, hashtag adulting wasn't a thing, you know, where people would look at me and be like, what a crazy woman, you know? But I was like, that. I, I want to do that. Like, feel, the kid in me wants to do that. I feel like that's why Jesus said, be like little children. Yeah. Because they're just uninhibited. Yes. You know, they don't let what people are going to think of them or what's yeah. expected of them hold them back from expressing how they really feel, whether it be anger or sadness or yeah. just pure joy. Yeah. It just cracked me up. I'm like, that. that is such a good perspective to have on life. You know, like just... I feel so alive. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you should feel. I'm not going to lie. You you told me that story, and then I probably thought of it like a dozen times over the last <laughs> few days and just laughed because I could picture him doing it, yes. and he's got a loud voice. He has so a I, very big I voice. I can picture it just booming in the hallway. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And I, d- I had that tendency to be like, to shush him. Yeah. Like, Cross, shh, buddy. And then I'm like... It's like four in the afternoon. It doesn't matter right. if he's shouting in the hall, you right. know, in, in the corridor. And somebody probably needed to hear that. Yeah. No kidding. So how was your week? I love it. My week was good. It's been, it's been a interesting week. Yeah. We kind of went back and forth about, or I went back and forth about whether I should tell the story or not, just because it's, I don't know, it's kind of strange. Yeah. But tell I, it. I think that there's some really valuable lessons in it for okay. all of us and maybe we'll encourage someone. So Wednesday night, my husband was traveling last week. Mm-hmm. He had actually been gone the week before too. So I was kind of on that, like the end of your husband being gone for two weeks, like your person being gone and a little tired, worn down. And I text my sister, our sister mm-hmm. in love, Blake. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of sisters. So we yes, to be clear, clar- she's a female. Clarify. She is. She a got female. called a sir over text the other day. She did? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, hey, I just decorated my back patio for fall, and I've got my twinkle lights up, and my mums are out. Why don't you come and sit in after dance tonight, and we can – now, just to be clear, she doesn't have dance. My eight-year- <laughs> my nine-year-old daughter has dance. Um, sorry, Blake. I didn't want to misrepresent you. Oh, I think she would love doing dance. She probably would. Um, come, and we can just sit and chat, because I knew that her husband was gone, too. Yeah. So we get home from dance. We go out to my back patio, probably like 8 o'clock. It's beautiful out. We're sitting there talking about everything you can imagine. Yeah. I mean, just Blake and I go deep real fast. Yeah. So at 10 p.m., my daughter had gone to bed because she had had uh, an upset tummy and mm-hmm. spent a couple of hours crying about it, oh. which was super fun um, for none of us. <laughs> But she had finally gone to bed and she was sleeping and my son was upstairs in his room with the door closed. And all of a sudden, on my back patio, there was this screaming, screechy, kind of animal-like noise Hmm. that was coming from my yard. Hmm. Now, I live in a place where we have our yard and then there's open grass and then like tall grass and then woods. Mm -hmm. So there's... There's a lot of space, mm-hmm. and we hear animals back there all the time. We hear, you know, fights between animals and all sorts of animal noises. Yeah. And this was most definitely not being made by an animal. Yeah. This was being made by a human mm-hmm. who was either trying to sound like an animal or who was, uh, you know, maybe 
drug-induced hmm. or demon-possessed, yeah. something yeah. that did not sound like a normal person, hmm. you know. And, like, the, the thought went through my head real quick, like, is that one of my kids trying to play a prank on us? But I, I know my kids, and I know that that's not their yeah. MO. That's yeah. not something that they would do. So Blake, of course, like, you know, fight or flight. Yeah. Well, she's fight. I'm flight. <laughs> um, she was like, she starts yelling, get off our property. We're calling the police, like screaming at whatever the sound was. And I'm like, was that a person? And she goes, uh, that was definitely a person. I'm like, go inside. We need to go inside right now. So we go inside and I'm like, I think I need to call the police. And she's like, yeah, we definitely need to call the police. So we called the police. They showed up in five minutes, which I was super impressed. That's impressive. That yeah. they made it that quickly. We live in a, a big city. Yeah. So yeah. I was, you know, really impressed by that. Um, we're sitting there on our couch waiting for them, looking at each other, kind of freaked out because my back patio doors are all glass. So we kept looking at it like, is there somebody going to come through those doors any minute? Like what's (laughs) happening? It really did feel like whatever the sound or the person was, is that they were trying to get our attention and scare us. Yeah. It felt like it was directed at us and it was loud. It was right there. Like if I looked over. Well, and your patio is elevated. So do you think they were like right under your deck? Your deck was elevated? Yeah. I think there was, they were within close proximity. And my son had heard th- heard them from his room yeah. and came down and was like, Mom, what was that? Hmm. So we're sitting on our couch waiting, and then the police come to the door, and they ring the doorbell really, like, really, like, ding, 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 and then bang on it. Bam, 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 bam. And we all, we world? were like, what is happening? We all jump. We're freaked out. I'm like, is that the police? Is that the police? And yes, it was the police. So we, we went to the door and talked to them, and they went and walked around our house and looked, you know, went all into the tall grass and everything and couldn't find anything. Hmm. But needless to say, we were probably not going to be sleeping much. Yeah, a little um, uneasy. Just a little uneasy yeah. and not feeling like going to sleep here Yeah, without, you know, your man dad home. home. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Would, pretty disruptive. Would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So we ended up going to my parents' house, to yeah. our parents' house to sleep. And, and that was nice that they were able to take us in. But the point of all of that mm-hmm. that I want to get to is as soon as that had happened, we came inside, I started to pray, Lord mm-hmm. Jesus, put guardian angels around our house, yeah. bring more angels than normal here, mm-hmm. put a hedge of protection, um, cause this, cause there to be no break mm-hmm. in the protection around our, ho- around our house. Yeah. Um, let nothing be able to penetrate through yeah. the protection that's around our home. Mm-hmm. And I just prayed that out loud. And then the next morning when we came home, I made my kids go to the backyard with me Mm -hmm. because I wanted them to see and feel that there was nothing to be scared of. Yeah. That our our yard was still our yard. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, I said, do you feel any fear Mm -hmm. back here? And they said, no. I said, are you scared? And they said, no. And I said, what do you feel? And my son said, it feels peaceful. Mm. And I said, yeah, it does. And it really did. Like it just, it felt, you know how you can feel when something just feels peaceful. It felt that way. And then we did our, we read the Bible together every morning before school. And so we had read our Bible out on the back deck Mm -hmm. intentionally because I wanted the devil to know whose territory this was, that this was ours, that Mm -hmm. this was God's, not his. And then I, uh, we, we choose a worship song to sing after we read Bible and it was, my son Bennett's turn and he picked the song tremble Mm. which if you don't know that song it's um you make the darkness tremble jesus jesus it just talks about um 
the darkness being scared yeah. of who he is. And so we sang that and, and then Jules prayed just such a beautiful, intuitive prayer. Mm. And I could sense that she really understood mm. that we were protected yeah. and that nothing could come onto our property and yeah. harm us. Wow. And, um, but then I had a conversation with you later on in that day, mm-hmm. and you told me that as soon as you had gotten my text, because I had texted you, right. I think, the next morning, mm-hmm. and let you know what had happened, and then you had a vision. Yeah. So you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, and I think, and if you're not familiar, we've talked about this quite a bit, but um, a vision is just kind of like a, either a picture or almost like a short movie that you just see instantaneously in your mind, you know, and it's kind of, can feel sort of out of the blue or a bit random. Um but as soon as I got your text, we were in Chicago, and I immediately saw a vision of your home. And it was literally these massive warrior angels being brought in, like walking onto your property. And they were so tall. And you've got a you've got a tall home. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's, it's a not two story it's home. a two story yeah. home. And especially on the backside, because mm-hmm. you can see the you know, the basement the that walks out. Right. It looks very tall. And my viewpoint was like from the backyard. The vision I was seeing was from the backyard. And these angels were so tall that their shoulders were above the roof line. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about the angels that I saw was that they, their shoulders, there was one at each corner of the, of the home, but they were so massive that their shoulders touched each other's shoulder. Mm-hmm. And um, they were not someone you would want to mess with. Mm-hmm. They weren't like the fluffy, glowing mm-hmm. in white with mm-hmm. pretty white angel wings that you see in the Christmas plays that children do. Yeah. Like they were badass, (laughs) you know, like they were ready. They were there to protect. They were there to defend. They were there to deal with anything that would try and come against the chosen people of God. And it was so cool to see that because, um, you know, for you guys, your, your, your place had felt disrupted. Yeah. But it was like the Lord just went, no, I'm sending in reinforcements, you know, and I'm sending in my best. And um, then it was cool because then we were talking on the phone and you were telling me the part that you just told about taking your kids to the backyard to say like, what do you feel? We're not afraid. And I, I saw, it's like the vision continued, those huge angels literally walk out in front of you guys, in front of into the grassy area, into the wooded area and just stand guard like right around you. And it was such a cool picture because, um, we've told it on this podcast before, but my home has been broken into, um, Mm -hmm. more than once. And Mm -hmm. it's such a disruptive feeling. You feel so invaded, you feel so uneasy. And so just to have that picture for you guys of, um, you know, like God's warrior angels are truly surrounding you, truly shoulder to shoulder, and caring for you was such a cool picture and such a cool vision to get. Um, and I think just to encourage someone, like oftentimes when you get a vision like that, sometimes it's for you and mm-hmm. sometimes it's for someone else. Yeah. And I would love to encourage you to have the courage to speak it out to whomever it's for. Be prayerful about it, that you give it in the right timing. But if it's for someone else, like say, God, if this is for someone, show me how to give it to them tell me the timing, and then give it to that person. Because for you, it was a source of encouragement. Well, and it was exactly what I had prayed for. Yeah. I mean, I told you, if I had been able to draw a picture of what I was seeing in my mind as I was calling out to the Lord, asking him for that extra protection, it was exactly. Yeah. And I had not told you that part of the story. Mm -hmm. So you had the vision. Yeah. Just knowing that there had been an intruder on our property. Right. And then you, so you have that vision and and it was confirmation to me that what I had asked for 
So I just thought it was so kind of the Lord to give me um, a confirmation of what I had asked for. And it reminded me of the verse from Psalm 91. We have that whole passage. It's really a chapter of protection, Mm -hmm. declaring protection over your family. Mm -hmm. And we have that at the top of our stairs on our second level. Mm -hmm. And there have been times where um, I've just stood there and read through it you know, maybe being a little fearful if I'm home alone with the kids at night or, you know, if something feels uneasy and I'll just stand there and I'll just read it. And so just knowing that, that I've been putting that truth and declaring that truth over my family. Mm -hmm. And then I just remembered the verse, Psalm 91, 11 says, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Mm, So good. And, um, I love that we were so clearly able to see God's hand. Yeah. You know, even though nothing happened, mm-hmm. the devil would want, the devil tries to get us to be fearful. Sure. Fear is from a tool that the devil uses to try to cause us to take our eyes off of Jesus. And it's a very effective tool. <laughs> it is a very effective tool. And so I, you know, there was, yes, we did go to my parents because we wanted, and honestly, it was more about, I knew I wanted to be able to sleep right. and have a good night's rest so that I could get up and start the next day. Right. And so we did that. And then the next day it was like, okay, we're, we're not fearful. Right. We're going to be overcomers. Mm-hmm. We know the angel, the angels of the Lord have been sent to protect us. That's and, right. And we're going to walk in that victory. Yeah. Well, and just to encourage people that you get, you know, just as Heather sharing this story, it is not like Heather or myself has any more access to the spiritual realm of what you, the listener has. So you sitting here listening to this podcast right now, you might think, I mean, I would love to have the boldness to ask the Lord to give me that kind of protection. And you do, mm-hmm. you know, if you are a son or a daughter of Jesus, then you, you get that authority. Um, and I would really encourage you to start speaking that out and to start asking, like praying it over your kids, praying it over yourself if you're single and just saying, you know, Jesus, would you show me that your angels surround me? Would you remind me that your peace surpasses all of my understanding? You know, because for you, it would have been very easy for you to sit in that state of fear. Oh, for sure. And be like, well, what if they come back? Or what if they had poor, you know, ill intention? And yes, like all of the what ifs. And you chose to step into, to leave the fear and to step into faith. And I think that's so important. And show my children too. Yes. That that was the path we were going to take. Right. We weren't going to avoid the backyard or like I made them. I remember when I had a car accident when I was 16 years old and my uncle brought his brand new truck over and made me get in his truck and drive Mm -hmm. it right after I had crashed my parents' vehicle. And it was, I mean, not quite as dramatic, but a similar thing where it was like, no, we're going to face this fear and say, this fear will not own us. It will not define us. And then to take it a step further, this was actually really, really amazing. So... The second night, we ended up going back to my parents, mm-hmm. mostly because my son and and my daughter were still a little uneasy. Sure. Yeah. Dad's not home. They yeah. were a little... And so, I'm like, that's fine. We'll go and back to... their children. <laughs> and their children. Yeah. So, we'll go back to Grandma and Papa's. No big deal. Yeah. Plus, they got to go stay all night at Grandma and Grandpa's. Right. So, I right. mean... And how often does that happen with mom? Never. Very rarely. Very rarely. <laughs> so, we did that. But then the next night, Chris, my husband, came home. Mm-hmm. And we all went to bed and didn't even think about think it. About it. Mm. And I texted him. He was downstairs. The kids and I had gone to bed early. He was downstairs. And I said, when you're home, it makes such a difference. Yeah. And I had this, like, when the father is in the house, yeah. there is no, none of us felt an ounce of fear. Yeah. You know, my son didn't 
question anything. He didn't, he just went to bed because yeah. dad was home. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just thought that's the way it is with our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. Like he's always with us. We never have to be afraid. That's so good. Um, when the father is in the house, mm-hmm. you don't have to be afraid. Man, that's so good. And I think for Benny, you know, he's 12 years old, right? Yep. 12 years old. And when his daddy's gone, he's the man. Yeah. And so for him, he probably had that pressure of like, wow, if anything were to happen, like I'm the guy. Yeah. You know? And so for him to be able to rest in the Mm -hmm. knowledge that dad is home Mm -hmm. and that the pressure is off of him, like he does not have to feel the responsibility of stepping up or, or making something happen or being worried about anything. But I think that's for all of us, Yeah, you know, for all of us to go, yeah, we might not live in our dad's home anymore, but we have a heavenly father who is chooses to live in community with us and chooses to go, no, really let me have this burden. No, no, I insist like truly let me have this burden, you know, and then we get to, we get to give it to him and we get to realize that we trust in him, yeah. you know, um, I love the, the verse when we were little kids, there was a song and it's based on a verse and it kind of sounds old school now, but are you going to sing it for us? Nope. Okay. Um, that's not my gift set and I know it <laughs> and I'm definitely walking in obedience of not being a singer. Um, but if God would like to give me the gift of singing, I will receive it. Okay. Um, now that I've lost my, no, 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 I got it. Okay. So this song said some trust in chariots. Yeah. And some in horses. Mm-hmm. So this is referencing like the old school biblical times where kings would send out chariots and horsemen right. to fight battles. Right. And it says, but we, we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Yeah. And we used to sing this song as a, when I was a little girl. And I can't tell you how many times that song goes through my head now as yeah. a grown adult. Right. You know, well, I, th- I will think, yeah, some do trust in chariots and some in horses. Some trust in the physical things that they can use against the battle. Yep. But I trust in the name of the Lord, my God. Right. And I thought of that when mm-hmm. you were telling me the story mm-hmm. of like, we have the name of the Lord. Yeah. And that's for all of us. You know, we all get that. We all get that right. We all have gotten that inheritance given to us of like, I am your father. And therefore you get to call on me. You get to ask me for anything. You get to trust in my name. That's right. Because you've, you've taken on my name and I've taken on your name. And so now we are, we're in this together. Yeah. So. And I love that Blake and I both had the same response. Um, before we even called the police, we first started calling upon the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. It was our very first response. Yeah. Well, the, after her yelling at them to get off our property, which was awesome. It's, I wish I had a video of that. It's actually such a hysterical thought because she's this petite fire fireball cracker, of a yeah. woman. Firecracker, that's a better word. She's so awesome. Like this curly, awesome mm-hmm. hair. And just to hear her, like her tiny little frame yelling at somebody Get in the dark. <laughs> it was it was a sight to behold. Lakers. It was pretty awesome. Hmm. Yeah. So I think just for you, if you're listening, we all encounter things like that that the devil will try to put fear in us. Mm-hmm. It might be something completely opposite, but it puts fear in you. Yeah. Do not let, no. do not let him have that. Right. I love the passage in, I think it's, it's in first Samuel 17 where David has decided to go face Goliath mm-hmm. and there's all this lead up to it with him rejecting King Saul's armor and he chooses his five stones and puts them in his bag and he's got a slingshot. And then there's this verse that I had never seen before until just a few months ago. And it says, 
when David saw Goliath, he ran quickly towards him. Mm. And I thought, you know, I think sometimes we see the giant, mm. we see the fear, and we want to run away. I do. Yeah. I've, I flight. I'm like, yeah. that's my, my first instinct is run away, pull the covers over my head, ignore that that thing is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what God has equipped us to do is run towards our giant, mm-hmm. run towards our fear and yeah. say, fear, you have no hold on me. Yeah. I have a father in heaven who already has ordained the path that I am supposed to take That's and right. fear you have no hold on That's me. That's good. So when the father is in the house, if the father is in your house, if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you have nothing to be afraid of. And That's you right. face that fear and you run towards that giant and you you quickly conquer it because God has already given you everything you need to do that. That's so good. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening and you can relate to this, just know God has given you the tools you need. Open his word, find some verses on battling fear, write them on a note card and put it on your mirror, wherever you're going to look the most, like post it in front of your eyes so that you can truly just sit in the truth of what God's word is in this season of whatever you're walking through. If you're facing fear and, um, battle it, battle it with the truth of God's word. So don't let, don't let the fear take root. I think that's what I'm hearing you say is that Mm -hmm. you guys didn't let the fear take root. You know, you didn't let it plant an entire field and then harvest all of the fear (laughs) that came with it. You went, no, this has got to go. Right. Because, you know, I knew that in a week or two, I was going to have to face my husband being gone again. Right. Because he travels frequently. So if I would have been just sat in that and not taken it captive right then and there, yeah then I would have had to deal with it in a week or two. That's right. And it probably would have grown. Yeah. Because when you water something, mm-hmm. when you feed something, mm-hmm. it grows. Yeah. So yeah, we had yeah. to we had to take care of it right then and there. That's good. Well, friends, thanks for listening. We're so glad that you joined us this week. Um, we would love it so much if you would hop over to wherever you listen to us, whether it's Spotify or Google Play or Apple Podcast. I'm still tripping iTunes. over that one. Apple it's po- Apple Podcast now. Oh, it's not iTunes anymore. Yeah, that's I'm tripping over it. But um, would you please rate us and leave a review because this just helps people find us in this podcast. I know that I have recently found some podcasts because of people leaving reviews. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a helpful way for all of the algorithms to pick up on this messaging. So And it makes us smile. It really does. It, it's it really, a huge blessing. It's like a really easy way to give us a gift. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It's super, super sweet. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.